Solo showtime. You know, I, I just talk about random thoughts, random things, but what's most important about this show is I'm not sure if you know or not, but Mike Bolzinger is a four-year career baseball player, pitcher, who played for four different teams, and maybe three different teams. I think the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, and the Blue Jays. You like that homework I did? Anyways, he is suing the Houston Astros, and we're going to talk to his representative, Alexandra Kazarian, about just that. So that's going to be later in the show, but I got some random thoughts, so I'm going to throw them at you. I watch Netflix. I've got some time. Usually when I got some downtime, it's usually Netflix. It's usually a sporting event on TV or live. But if I'm home, I like to just kind of do nothing. I'm kind of at that level and age in my life where you really like the free time. There's not a lot of it. For me, I'm not married or don't have any kids. So that time for me is just that is just kind of my alone time, my me time. And I work pretty hard throughout the day and the week. And so I really enjoy the downtime. I'm usually finding the next best thing on Netflix. There's not a lot of things, not a lot of options in my opinion on Netflix. I think a lot of it is garbage. But there was one show that was called Don't F with Cats. And you wonder why I'm not saying the word, the complete word. Well, because there was an interview that I did. It was with the Sono Wipes guys. And my father tuned in to that show. And it was the first episode he ever listened to. My dad doesn't have a computer or a cell phone. Extremely old school, right? So the only reason why he caught that interview was for some reason that day, I wanted to go live on Instagram. So he was with my mother and they were together and mom was tuning into the show live and so was my dad. They were together. He was watching the show. He listened to the entire thing. This is the only time he listened. A couple days after I saw him and he says, hey, by the way, I listened to that show. That was really good. He did a really good job. You asked some good questions. They said some really good things. And just all in all, it just seemed like a really good show. I said, oh, thanks, Dad. I appreciate that. You know, I said, all right, I'll see you. And he goes, ah, wait, wait a second. I'm not done yet. I said, oh, shit, here we go. You know, everything you did in that show was good. But there was one little mess up you did there. And, and, and somewhere in that show, I didn't really like it. Um, what, what did I do? You said the F word. Don't do that. You know, that's what that's what the bad people say. You don't need to go there. So I <laughs> it <laughs> I love it, man. I love it because he keeps me grounded, you know? He keeps me grounded. He keeps me on my toes at all times. I looked at him, I said, you know what, Dad? You're right. You're totally right. But you have to understand, I was in the moment. It had nothing to do with anything else besides me being in the moment. Something happened there. I got fired up and I was in the moment. I get it, but you don't need to do that. (laughs) So actually, when I was editing the show, I took that part out of the show on behalf of my dad. So when I say the title of Don't F With Cats, I can't say the word anymore. I'm not ever going to say the word on this show again. If I'm interviewing something or doing a solo show, I will never say the word ever on this show on behalf of dad, man. You got to respect dad, so you can't do it. Uh, But my review on Don't F With Cats is it was the most cringy show I've seen. This dude went to lengths of, you talk about insecurity, right? So the premise of the show is this guy goes out and kills cats and he puts it on this Facebook group, 
this Facebook group that is, you know, that they adore cats. So he goes out and kills cats and puts these videos and pictures up of him killing these cats. Everybody's trying to figure out where this kid is or where this person is. And from the outlets on the walls to TVs to telephones, they're trying to figure out if he's in Europe, if he's in the United States, if he's in South Africa, all over the world. They're trying to figure out everything. So they're piecing all of this stuff together. They finally find this guy. Should I? Yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's been out long enough. You should probably watch it already. They finally find this dude, and the entire time, the entire time, he blames it on somebody else that was made up. So he said that somebody else put him up to this, and it was a made-up thing. But prior to all of this, he was some model who was trying to become a top model, and the guy is cringy as you know what. Do I recommend you watch it if you haven't yet? Absolutely. I give it a 7.6 out of 10. It gets a little bit slow at the end, but there's parts in that series where you're kind of at the edge of your seat wondering what the heck is next. And that's kind of what Netflix does. So, so yeah, don't F with cats. I think you should watch it. Changing tunes to some music. This Mac Miller guy... Where did this, where did he come from? Every time I heard about Mac Miller, I figured he was kind of a Post Malone guy. Post Malone, I don't know. I can't, I can't fall in love with Post Malone and his music. I, I just can't do it. But they say kind of the same genre as Mac Miller. But man, somebody put Mac Miller up on an Instagram post and when his album comes out. And I just put it on and I listen to the first song, Circles. What? Who is this kid? This is some life-changing music, man. This guy's lyrics are ridiculous. This guy's voice is ridiculous. Where did this guy come from? I've never heard any of his music before. Why haven't I? So then I'm talking to a friend and friend's telling me that his wife died or something. So I Google Mac Miller died or wife dead and Selena Gomez comes up and I'm like, Selena Gomez died? When did Selena Gomez die? Then I find out poor Mac Miller died of an overdose and I am depressed about it. You're telling me he's not coming out with more music makes me very upset. I haven't stopped listening to that kid's album for like a month. He's so good. Mac Miller is so good. Man, rest in peace, my man. All right, let's get to it. Mike Bolzinger, the Major League Baseball pitcher who is suing the Houston Astros for stealing signs. Alexandra Kazarian is going to tell us all about it. She, with Garagos and Garagos, uh, she's representing Mike Bolzinger. Alexandra, what exactly is he suing the Houston Astros for? Hey, so there are five claims in the complaint. Uh, One is unfair business practices. There's negligence. There's intentional interference with contractual relations and intentional interference with prospective economic relations. But really what it is, is he's suing because the Astros got in the way of his potential to make money. Uh, And they did it knowingly and they did it fraudulently. And so they would have to owe him some kind of duty that they breached in order for him to have a claim. We are alleging that they absolutely had a duty to to play fairly and the fact that they didn't interfered with mostly his ability to make money this is a guy who pitched for multiple teams career era of 5.0 why is he blaming the astros for his career struggles well he's not blaming the astros for his career struggles he's blaming the astros for the end of his career in the complaint we have a timeline and in his op-ed that he wrote for the new york post you know, he lays out the fact that he, he's not here to say that he was some star on the rise and that he was about to win the MVP award. But he was on the path to be a really good reliever. And the way that his career trajectory was, 
right before that last game. He was on the upswing. He had an oblique injury that he had come back from. But besides that, he was doing well as a reliever. And he was really getting into the, his groove as a reliever. But that very last game where he just got bombed on inexplicably, and he was relieved immediately afterwards. And that just it extinguished everybody's ideas that he had a place anywhere. So he's not saying that they ruined his entire career or blaming his ERA career-wide on them, but they took away his opportunity to go forward from that point. I'm assuming he approached you guys. Were you caught off guard with the suit? He did approach us. And no, I played baseball in high school. I played varsity boys baseball, both at a private Armenian school and at a public high school. So as soon as I heard about the cheating scandal, I, I do criminal defense. I don't do civil at all. This is my first civil case. But as soon as I heard about the cheating scandal, I told Mark Garagos, who's the, the uh, founder of our law firm, and I told Ben Mysalis, who's the head of civil. I said, you guys, I want to sue immediately. Can we figure out some way to sue? My husband and I went to the World Series games. Uh, I know someone um, who has season tickets to the Dodgers. <laughs> so I was like, there are plenty of people that I know that can be a class representative for a class action against the Astros. And I want to be on it. I want to be a part of it. So as soon as his call came in, I jumped for joy because this was, this is it. I mean, this isn't just a ticket holder that's saying, I, I didn't like the fact that I saw a game that my, you know, my team lost and I'm sad about it. This is a guy whose career was ended the moment that they cheated. So he's the one he's, he's the poster boy. How likely do you feel that you're going to win the case? You know, Mike is a very private person. He was very, very worried about attention and about looking like he was bringing a frivolous claim. And the public outpouring of support for him has been amazing. And it's in line with what I think. I mean, he, I think he has a great chance of winning, especially because in our, our lawsuit, if you read it, we're not just asking for damages on his behalf. We're asking for the unlawful enrichment that the Astros received from winning this World Series fraudulently. We're asking for that increase in value to be placed into charitable trust for elderly players who need help or children's programs so that they can learn not to cheat. And so it's, it's really this theft of the World Series is really felt on a national level. And I, I don't think that's hyperbole. I think it really is something that people feel deeply and they feel like it's extremely unfair. I mean, I don't know if you saw LeBron's tweet today, but LeBron James is pissed off about this. So I think he's got a real claim because he's not, he's not being selfish. He's not saying that he wants money because he's sad. He was really, his contract opportunities were extinguished in that moment that they cheated on him. And I think people really understand that and people, people get it. So I think it's good. How far along is the case? It's very, very brand new. We, we just served the Astros and we haven't received anything back from them yet. So it's in its, it's in its infancy. Have there been any other players that have reached out to you besides Mike Bolzinger? There have. And I think especially after they saw that he wasn't getting bombed on by the public like he did by the Astros. But we're not going to take every single case. We're not here to, to sue on behalf of every baseball player that you know, wants to make some money. So we have, but uh, they have, but we'll see who actually gets to be represented with Mike. Can you mention those players? No. <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. <laughs>
<laughs> uh, all right, look, you're, you're good with coming back on as many times as needed when if you have an update, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions, make sure you let me know. Sweet. There's a lot of Dodger fans out there. There's a lot of people who hate the Astros right now all over the world and all over the country. So uh, you, you kind of are our leader here. So go and just kick uh, their ass. It. Hey, as as a baseball player, there's there's nothing that makes me happier than having my name on this for my first lawsuit because I, I really I feel that we feel that team mm. team Bolsinger feels that. Yes, go get them, man. Go get them. Awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Before we sign out, I think I mentioned that Mac Miller was seeing Selena Gomez, but I think I think it's Ariana Grande. <laughs> I'm killing everybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was Ariana Grande that uh, Mac Miller was dating, and a friend told me that the wife, I don't know what it is, but all I'm saying is rest in peace, Mac Miller. Seriously, great talent, fantastic. I'm going to miss you, man. You're, this this Circles album is ridiculous. Congratulations. Uh, hey, man, at least he put that out, and he passed away. So he's leaving us with something. That's the beauty of music. This is when you know you're getting all of me raw unedited, uncensored, Mike Gabriel. I don't do any research, man. I literally walked into my studio, sat in my chair, and went to town. I didn't do no research at all. So I'm just saying, man, you want to tune in these solo shows, you're going to get the best of me and the only part of me, and that's the real part of me. Thank you again so much to Alexandra Kazarian for coming on. I look forward to her updates on Mike Bolzinger's lawsuit against the Houston Astros. This is Mike Up Pod. I am Mike Gabriel. Until next time, folks, no wasted days. Let's go.